Alright, hello everybody, this is Nick from the ArcadeHunters.com. Welcome back to the wonderful Arcade Hunters podcast. It's episode 114, and oh my goodness gracious me, Gerard's back. How are you, sir? Doing good. Tired, but doing good. Feels good to be back. I hope everybody uh, didn't mind the um, quickness and the cheapness of my last podcast, but I figured... um, I was just thinking about um, stuff to do for a solo podcast, and mm-hmm. like I said, since I had the um, I have the embarrassment of riches of being able to play all the newest Stern Pinball games and pretty much everyone in the lineup, I thought, eh, why don't I do that? So hopefully uh, you folks liked it, and um, yeah. Well, only thing I got to say is you're talking about, you just mentioned, what was it? Um, You didn't say pornus, or did you say pornus? You referred to it about the embarrassment the, of riches. I said, "Oh no, no, you're you're referring to the to the podcast, the single pod." Uh, if I can speak, you're talking or about poor your solo, quality. It's, yeah, yeah, that's it. Poor quality for the solo podcast. And what I have to say is, it's anything but poor quality. You, I was expecting like a 15 minute recording. You logged in at I think it was like 58 minutes. That's an hour. Yeah. of one person talking. Oh yeah, that's what happens to me if I. <laughs> also, if I drop an edible, and I was like, "Oh, I was thinking like, oh, I would take this one. I would take that one, not that." <laughs> so we are back, Gerard. Have you been doing any gaming lately? I know you've had a lot of uh, a lot of stuff busy for you, so <clears throat> I don't know if you had a, had a chance to go check out your friends up there. So I have not had a chance to go to back to the Southern New Hampshire Pinball Club in a little bit. I am going this Sunday. They're doing knockout tournaments the last Sunday of every month to kind mm. of offer a tournament that's not on a weekday. The New England Pinball League is there's all different places and it's basically Monday through Friday and the one that where they play at Friday, it's far away. It's one of those situations where you pick which you have to uh, you have to play at one place a week. So whichever is closest to you, Southern New Hampshire Pinball, it's a, just under two hours away from me, and they do their tournaments 7 o'clock on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. So that's a little rough, especially in the winter, to make the drive and get back home and then have to get up at 5.30 for work. But mm-hmm. I am going to go do the knockout tournament. I have not done a pinball tournament since... I can't even remember the last one I did. It might have been probably fun. you were with me. That was probably oh, yeah. back up when it was. They're going to ask sp- you for your I. Yeah, they're going to ask you for your IFPA number, and you're going to go. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Or well, wasn't it? Wasn't that before IFPA? What wasn't no, there? No, we that was that was considered an IFPA tournament that we were in the um the one at uh, Captain Kirk's. If you went there, I didn't I'm go there. Sure you went to, okay, you didn't go there. I, my life. It was. I don't know. Yeah, Fun so, Spot was an IFPA. There was what about Papa? Yes, Papa is IFPA. That they are the IFPA. Okay, we, I, we were there. I think he did I, better than me at the first Papa we went to. <laughs> I could have sworn there was it was like NPL, like National Pinball League or something with a green logo. I had a laminated card. I didn't think it was IFPA. I thought there was well, those. A, uh, th- that was the th- those were the guys that were doing it in uh, in New Jersey. They had the NPL. But I think pretty okay. much everything is like under one banner now. With yeah. All that other stuff. Yeah, that, exactly. That's what I was trying to get at. So I am. So the knockout's just a local tournament. I am going to join the IFPA 
for their next season. This season's wrapping up and there's going to be a season in the spring. So I'm going to get to do that. So I'm looking forward to getting out and playing Sunday. Other than that, I almost hate to admit it, but I just started playing Final Fantasy VII again. Uh-oh. About about three to four weeks <laughs> are ago. Are you playing the, the remake or are you playing no, the original? The original, because I I got ah, the gotcha. I bought it cheap for the Switch, and longtime listeners who've actually pre Arcade Hunters back when we were doing I think it was it was either an early Arcade Hunters episode when we were doing the um, Press Star Comic streaming audio episodes. Mm-hmm. I think I went into my love hate relationship with Final Fantasy VII. And how I think this is the third time I'm trying to play through the game. Third or fourth time. First time I got a, I bought a PlayStation. Me and my friend went half just for this game. Rented the game. Got up to, I think it was a second disc or halfway through the second disc and scratched. Couldn't get any further. So then I said, I was all pissed off after putting in all that time. So I just sold, had my friend buy out the other half of the system. Then I saw a copy for the computer. I got it brand new. So I knew it wouldn't be scratched. I got up to the Chocobo races and all of a sudden it glitches out. Turns out certain versions of windows that are, that came preloaded on certain computer models didn't work with the game. So I couldn't get any further than the stupid Yeah, hey, I think I remember races. you saying that stuff to me. And I said, I am done. I'm done trying to play through this game. That's too much time lost. Fast forward like 20-something years later, and I'm like, you know what? I think I might try it. And part of it is because I watched Tokyo Dome this mm-hmm. year and saw Kenny Omega's entrance with the one-wing black, his costume and the video screen with the one black angel wing. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch, I should play through Final Fantasy VII. That lackey Kenny Omega, man. Yep. We love him. <laughs> and we are anxiously looking forward to fight forever. I don't care if it is our, oh, it's Arcade Hunters, it's a, it's a console game. I don't care. I love my Super Nintendo or Nintendo 64 Ukes made games. Yep. And I cannot, or Aki made games, <clears throat> not Ukes. Ukes is uh, something else, but man, I can't wait. But you, uh, but the company that's making it now is Ukes, but they bought out Aki. Isn't it something funky mm-hmm. like that? I think yeah. so. Yeah, something like that. And other than that, I've been playing. I started. I did a score reset on my Pac-Man Pixel Bash Chill, and on Thursdays I've been throwing on the camera and just recording and streaming live while I play to try to set new scores. Just my own personal playing. I've been getting. Getting a little better, but I've said this on other podcasts. I usually seems like seasonally when a new season's about to start or weather's warming up, I haven't played the cabinet in a while. I'll go and reset the cabinet, reset all the mm-hmm. scores, and I'll try to just beat the basic scores. And then I'll pick a few games and try to beat my high score, and keeps me playing and going back to it. So oh, I've been yeah. doing. So I started that, and that's pretty much all for playing games. Well, we got a little bit of news uh, <laughs> yesterday from the fine folks at Stern Pinball. So I know you and I are both big fans of Stranger Things. Yep. So uh, we record this today. It's the 20th. It's uh, President's Day here for us in the United States. 
Um, they wanted to... Stern Pinball released a post yesterday saying, Happy birthday to Millie Bobby Brown, who is, of course, 11 in Stranger Things. So it, this is what the post says. Happy birthday to Millie Bobby Brown. Reminder that we won't be seeing 11 again until 2024, dot, 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 with photos of the pinball machine. <laughs> so it has been rumored for a while. People want another run of Stranger Things. Um, if you talk to pretty much anybody that has Stranger Things out on location, every time there's another season of it and it drums up interest, mm-hmm. it is absolute insanity. I mean, I've been hearing people saying that, you know, premiums are going over $13,000. That's insane. So hopefully they can get the um, copyright stuff ironed out. And it sounds like they did, you know. So Mm -hmm. let's hope they got that. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. But um, yeah, James Bond, um, 60th anniversary. I talked about it um, on the solo podcast. Um, they had just got those out, and uh, they should be out um, very soon this week. All 500 of them, and at 20 grand. So, talking about one of the most uh, sought afters and interesting games to see. Um, I still have to get to the little shop to play the brand new code update for James Bond that finally added in mode stacking. We've been waiting forever. <laughs> we finally got mode stacking. And then our friends over at Spooky had a first video look at Scooby Doo, mm-hmm. and and three days ago the first um one of the it's one of their local um local uh, pinball clubs in their area went and picked it up and they have it out on location so it's out on location as of three days ago it's ready to go. That's awesome. I hope I can come across and play that. It looks like a lot of fun. I hope so. I was um. One of the videos that uh, hopefully, by the time you listen to this, I should have it already uploaded on our YouTube account, is got to do um, Ultraman Kaiju Rumble. And they're mm-hmm. talking about yet another update for Ultraman and Halloween. It's going to be 1.10. So I'm pretty sure I played 1.0. And, you know, it's kind of hard to tell what you're doing in there. So hopefully, you have no idea. What hopefully the be. update will make it less of a clunk fest. But some... Mm-hmm. That- there's certain things that updates are hard to fix. Or and that... another thing, I'm, I'm, I hate to be one of those people that just reads news off of a website, but <laughs> I, I have to thank um, Nap Arcade. I mean, he, he is absolutely fantastic. I love the stuff he does. He gets everything together. I mean, I was just talking to Gerard about how, like, how rarely we go on actual blogs and stuff and read the news and stuff like that because... Um, recently we just had two of our blog posts on our ArcadeHunters.com site get banned for no reason. We got told that they were against the, um, against the terms of contract or whatever it was. One, one was about the, uh, movie about Hank Chen about Dr. Kong. And then the other one was about the, uh, second or third day of the Kong off. But the other one for the Kong off was fine. (laughs) <laughs> so I know I wrote two things for the Kong off. So why was one banned? <laughs> one wasn't. But um, they just announced, uh, this was about a few days ago, um, Scott Denisi, who was the designer of Rick and Morty and TNA, um, he is going to be working at P3, and they're working on a new game 
called it's just called Project Carbon. And another uh, good friend of ours, um, I, and I'm we, we, you were there, right? We went up to um, to Jr's place. You were with me, right? Yeah, in Maine. Um, yeah, Bowen Karens is um, on the design team with Scott Denisi making a brand new P3 module. So very exciting stuff because they got their um, Weird Al out there that I still want to play. Mm-hmm. Which I can't wait to try. That was the one thing that I was talking to a friend of mine about, like doing the pinball awards and saying, you know, I didn't feel right. Like even like I said about all the games that I get to play, I still didn't get to play all of them. So I didn't feel right. Like, you know, judging, you know, weird Al and I haven't played it. Mm -hmm. And same thing goes with like the phantom uh, or the fathom revisited that they have. So it's kind of weird to do stuff like that, but Hey, it is what it is. I kind of knew, and everybody else knew, that Rush took home everything because it's John Borg's best game, period. Mm-hmm. You know, very debatable of which John Borg games are favorite, but I think pretty much almost anybody that you would talk to, I think Rush would be at least in the top five. Which is telling because how, you know, he's been in the industry for over 30 years making games, so there you go. Yep. Yeah, it's... And also, speaking about people in the industry, I know uh, I sent you some of the photos. I got to meet uh, Mr. Uh, Steve Ritchie mm-hmm. over at Little Shop. That was really fun. I just told him off to the side. I got him to sign my copy of Mortal Kombat 2 because I realized I don't have anything pinball-related for him to sign. <laughs> so I have a Mortal Kombat 1 banner, but mm-hmm. he's not. he goes, yeah, I was only in 2 and 3. I said, yeah, that's why I didn't have you sign it. <laughs> <laughs> But I said to him off to the side. Now, Steve, um, Steve is known. He's he's hard of hearing, so you have to you have to talk very loud when you talk to him because he you can't make out what he what what uh, what you're saying. I said I leaned in and I said, "Thank you for telling me that I've sucked for over thirty years." <laughs> and he's like, "You're welcome." <laughs> I mean, I told him. I said, "Man, when I was a kid growing up," he goes, "My my dad used oh we we would always go like on." Fridays or Saturdays, if I was good, you know, like once a month, we would go to Spaceplex. Mm-hmm. And I remember they had Black Knight 2000 there, and that voice would was so freaking intimidating as a little kid walking up to that thing. Screw not, give me your money. Now I have the theme song stuck in my head. <laughs> so I don't know if you want to talk about the thing that we were talking about before or <clears throat> something else. Or should we talk about the um, the Roger Sharp biopic trailer? Do you want to talk about that quick before yeah, we let's... get into the uh, yeah yeah? So, so we have two yeah we have oh, two movie trailers to talk about. Yeah. So before so I guess I guess we can say the bulk of this show is going to be talking about we kind of covered news. We're going to be talking about two big arcade gaming related movie trailers that just hit. We're also going to be talking about a decent sized controversy. That, I don't know, maybe, it just seems odd that all this stuff is lining up at the same time our blog posts are taken down. I know, that's what I was like, hmm. <laughs> and we can... And it doesn't have any, but the thing is, none of it has really anything to do with that, because that was at a separate event, but we'll get into that. Yep, so we'll take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back. Stay tuned. We'll return after these messages. He's back. 
Milwaukee series, Mario knows the new and improved Mario and Super Mario All-Star so much. Mario is a Mario smorgasbord. It's all the way down Mario Brothers Adventures he ever played and then some. But this is juiced up 16-bit only on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, Mario. So it's bigger Mario, better Mario, in your face Mario. It's Raccoon Mario, Mario throwing fireballs, Mario hurling turnips, Mario negotiating an arms deal. Okay, maybe not. It's Mario like you've never seen him. What's 2 plus 2 Mario? What's the capital of Ohio Mario? You're gonna live, breathe, eat, sleep Mario in Super Mario All-Stars. Four complete Mario games, including the never-seen Lost Levels. You can't get more Mario than this, which is why the best play. And we're back. I did not have to tinkle, but I do have to get a drink. I did manage to get the new Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Have you had a chance to try it yet? I have not found it without the zero sugar version because Mm -hmm. most of those zero sugars always have like a very weird aftertaste to me. And the one time I saw it in the supermarket, I am not buying a case of soda and finding out that I don't like it. Yeah. So I got it. I did luck out and I got um a case of liquid death because I asked mm-hmm. the I asked the manager, I said, Are they discontinuing it? And he goes, No. We said what happens is that they're redoing the packaging. So any of the ones that they had left over, they just put them on discount. So I got a whole case for eleven bucks, which is what? like that's less than a, a dollar a can, which Oh Wait, yeah. Did, did you get the sparkling or flavored? Uh, sparkling. They didn't have all the flavors were gone. Uh, so my my favorite one sparkling, and then they had the regular ones. My favorite is severed lime. Chainsaw mango is pretty good. I want to try the the. I had the I had the severed lime, and then I had the um the berry one, buried alive. Mm-hmm. I didn't like yeah. it that much, but everybody tells me mango chainsaws the the cat's pajamas. I I go back so. and forth between severed lime and chainsaw mango, but. I'll probably have to get one next time they have them on sale. Going back to Mountain Dew Pitch Black, there's there's some site scandal online about it. People are saying it doesn't taste the same as the last one. People are saying it's not advertised as grape. It's advertised as a dark citrus punch. And so there's more of a citrus flavor than it's supposed to have. I think it tastes pretty close to the same. I couldn't tell you. But definitely worth it. If you, I get the six pack of bottles. Walmart has a six pack of plastic bottles. So that way I can't drink a whole bottle. It tweaks me out. So I have like a third mm-hmm. of a bottle. I can cap it and put it away. I still want to try it, but hey, one day. Yep. I've been really into those. Um, what is it? The, I'm trying to think of the name. The, um, Gatorade has like Pedialyte now. <laughs> that stuff's <laughs> really good if you get thirsty. I always have one of those. I like the orange ones; are very good. So, let's talk about some hot steam and movie mm-hmm. trailers now. <laughs> these these have been on. The first one I know has been online for a while, but then it's just started getting picked up because it's going to be on uh, most of the streaming platforms on March the seventeenth, and that is. The movie about Roger Sharp, Pinball mm-hmm. the Man Who Saved the Game. So, Gerard, tell us about the Pinball, the Man Who Saved the Game trailer. So, obviously, it's referring to Roger Sharp and the infamous court case related to New York banning pinball games and how he did a called shot to prove that their pinball's not chance. And that's why they were illegal in New York. They were considered games of chance. 
They connect it to gambling, which makes no sense because there's no payout on it. And the trailer definitely has a good 70s vibe. There's a lot of nice, clean Gottlieb machines that you can see Mm -hmm. in the trailer. And I just, the, so hearing Roger Sharp now and seeing pictures of when he was younger, he didn't come, he didn't, doesn't come across as like an extremely nerdy guy Mm -hmm. in the trailer, the character playing him. It's like full on nerd. Mm Mm-hmm. I was wondering, is that accurate to how he's described when he was younger? I've only seen the still pictures of him, and he didn't seem Much. like that. That's what I, I've watched some interviews with him, and he said, like, you know, he's the one that said, okay, he's got to play him. He's got to play me. He's fantastic. Okay. And the, what's funny is the there's in the movie, it takes place basically as someone is interviewing Roger Sharp, but it's another actor playing him. Mm-hmm. So he's in the movie twice. He's in it as he is currently in his 60s or 70s, I think he is now. Yeah. And then as as a um, 20-something now. Yeah. Okay, that clarifies it. Not saying anything mm-hmm. bad about him being uh, coming across as super nerdy. I mean, he came across as someone we'd hang out with in the trailer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, but just going by still images, it's hard to... Because I've only read books and articles mm-hmm. about that. Obviously there wasn't really any video about it too much. What's really cool is um, I was reading some, of, I was watching some of the interviews that he was doing because this movie has been making all the film fest trailers and festivals mm-hmm. and all that other good stuff. And he mentioned uh, one of our good friends um, who used to be one of the technicians at uh, modern pinball. Um, he, was the guy that actually worked and helped, you know, refurbish a bunch of these old games because Roger was very, um, you know, you know, he wanted it to be accurate, period accurate. All the games were going to be from the time period. He didn't want anything out of place. You know, this place, I think takes place in the sixties or the seventies. So, you know, you're not going to look in the background and see, you know, a Mortal Kombat machine like they did in friggin' um, Tron Legacy when they're going through the arcade and all of a sudden there's an there's a Mortal Kombat in with all the rest of the 80s games or the absolute worst, which I couldn't believe my brother pointed out to me, was the Operation Wolf that's in Wonder Woman 1984. And my brother was like, that came out during the Nintendo, not, not during 1984. And I said, yeah, that's why I like... The movie it just like threw me off right like two minutes into it into the trailer. They're playing a game from 1987. <laughs> I was like, you guys. And the funniest thing was in that movie, the arcade, quote unquote, in Wonder Woman 84, didn't even have that many games in it. <laughs> so I was someone, like, wow, you so, can't. someone just said, grab a bunch of arcade games. What what can we get? Oh, we got this. This yeah, that, that looks good. But it's front and center, <laughs> and they show the kids playing it. I was like, it's from 1987. <laughs> but our um, our good friend, um, he worked on the games, and they had a pretty funny story. There's a game called um, Memory Lane from Stern. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that when they were on the set, that a lot of the women were like, this game is gross, because if you look at it, it's definitely one of those games where it has 
you know, big ample women on it like that. <laughs> like so evil can you know, like oh man, or um truck stop or pretty much yep. anything that that one artist did. You know, like the the baseball one or um strikes and spares. <laughs> yep. <laughs> strikes and spares has a has a has a has a 12 foot tall redhead that just loves to bowl. Giant <laughs> Amazon women love to bowl and they <laughs> want to bowl with you. It was for guys. That's what it was. Yep. And but I'm looking didn't... forward to it. It looks like a lot of... Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, and with that pinball art, a bra didn't exist. Nope. None of them did. <laughs> Nitro Ground Shaker, there's definitely no bras on there, man. Yep. Oh, my goodness. But I can't wait. It looks like a lot of fun. It sucks that we got to wait like another mm-hmm. month for it for this thing because it's been out. But hopefully, you know, it'll be on Amazon. I'll be able to buy it digitally. You know, I don't think they're going to... Hopefully, if they do, like, a uh, a Blu-ray release, I'll definitely drop the money for it. It looks like a lot of fun. Everybody Speci- that I've... Yeah. I was just going to say, especially if they have special features on the Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. And it was very cool, like, a couple of years ago, actually meeting Roger Sharp, and I, I was t- just chatting with them, and I said, hey, man, I, I just, I just kind of stopped the conversation. I said, my name's Nick. I really have to thank you for everything you've done. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. <laughs> like that... Really nice, down-to-earth guy. Couldn't be happened to a nicer guy. Yeah, the movie looks awesome. Looks like there's also some... not So it's not just pinball. It's also... Looks like there's some romance mixed in and kind of mm-hmm. like story about his, li- his life and leading up to that. And the one scene in the trailer when he's going to the adult store, because that's where pinball was, and there's a machine getting thrown out with the cop yep. there... I believe isn't there a picture, almost a, a black and white photo of that? Oh, there's, there's the very famous photo of Laguardia smashing him with yep. a sledgehammer and them ju- jumping him into the East River. Yep. So it it had it vibes of yeah the cops destroying pinball machines like you said Laguardia. Hmm. So can't wait. And now we got another, um, another trailer dropped out of nowhere. I didn't even know they were making this. I mm-hmm. didn't even, because. We got to give up, uh, give uh, big ups to Norm over at the Gaming Historian, who did a really good um, hour-long documentary about it. So, if you want to see the Hollywood version, <laughs> they're doing yes. Now, I had heard that they had a Tetris movie, and everybody was just like, "Oh my god!" Someone I had heard somewhere someone say it was going to be like an apocalyptic trailer or mm-hmm. something like that. It was going to be. Like, um, basically like what they did in Pixels that was in the short film, like, you know, the, the bricks were falling. Didn't, it didn't Penny, Ar- it came- didn't Penny Arcade do a comic about that? Like making fun of like video game movies. And it was like Tetris, the movie, it was giant Tetris symbols destroying like a civilization yes. in space. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to, I, I would, I want to see what the timeline was because Penny Arcade did that. And then the, there was the short trailer and then they did Pixels. But mm-hmm. I don't think Tetris is in Pixels. I refuse to watch that stupid movie. So <laughs> even if it was on cable and I had cable. But yeah, we got the um, the Tetris movie. And um, Tergon Ellington, I, hopefully I'm pronouncing his name right. Um, he was in um, Rocket Man. He was Elton John. He was fantastic in that. And he was also, of course, in the Kingsman movies. And he's going to be playing... Um, I forget the gentleman's name. I'm looking on the website. I forget his name, but he's playing the um, the one guy that basically got 
went, you know, into Russia to get the permission to make the game on Game Boy. Mm-hmm. And the whole, because, I mean, the whole thing with Tetris is there's so many, you know, you know, allegedly Pagenov made the game, but since he made it on company time, it was considered, you know, property of the USSR. Mm-hmm. And one company thought that they had the rights to, to make the game. They didn't have the rights, but they sold the rights to other people. Somehow, um, Hank Rogers is the guy's name. Because somehow Hank Rogers got a hold of it, and Hank Rogers is the guy that had bulletproof software, and he made it on the Famicom. But they, they he said about how like, you know, Hank Rogers just literally just went to Moscow. He got mm-hmm. on the plane, went to Moscow, found somebody to, you know that was going to help him, an interpreter, which basically was just he just hired somebody from the KGB, and. He's, he showed them, like, oh, I, I produced your game um, in Japan. And they looked at him like, what is this? Like, that <laughs> we didn't give you permission to make this. And he's just like, I thought they were going to lock me up in the gulag. <laughs> <laughs> but it's taking some more Hollywood approaches to it. Like, you know, yeah, they're being he, chased. And- oh, it makes, it makes it look like, um, it almost makes it look like the movie Cloak and Dagger. <laughs> the oh, yeah, trailer. Yeah. It, yeah, like being chased, espionage, spies make it makes it look like that they had to sneak into Russia, and it it was it wasn't that it was just, well, I Retro Gamer had a good article on it a long time ago talking about it, basically talking about how it was one of the best video game deals ever done because of the mm-hmm. amount of money that Tetris oh, made yeah. and the spinoffs and everything, and mentioned how the original I believe the original creator never really got much money. Yeah, he didn't it. get well. He didn't get anything until like the two thousands yeah. or like the nineteen nineties, till you know, till uh, the Soviet Union collapsed and he moved. Yeah. So it's it's funny when I heard that when I first heard that there was a trailer for a new Tetris movie. I'm thinking it's someone going for like the the Tetris high score because there's that there's that one Tetris documentary about the kid that goes for the world record. Agony on, of the Ecstasy, I think it's called. Yeah. And it's a really good documentary. I'm sitting there, and I think there's another one, too. And I'm like, do we really need another Tetris score documentary? I didn't realize it was about getting the rights to Tetris and bringing it to America mm-hmm. and everything. But like yeah. you said, it looks good, but I mean, man, it looks like it's Hollywood up. So it's almost like these two trailers are on exact opposites. Mm-hmm. The The Sharp movie trailer... I was, what's it, what's the movie called? I'm, it's called Pinball. Uh, it's just called Pinball, the man that saved the game. Yeah. Yep. That has almost like a, looks like a down-to-earth, almost like folksy kind of approach to a really good story. Not full of Hollywood blitz, like glitz and glamour. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Tetris trailer and it's like, yeah, they're going for that Hollywood espionage spy twist. The razzle-dazzle. Yep. You know, I don't mind that. It's kind of like it's it's giving me vibes of the Weird Al movie because I really wanted a actual Weird Al biopic. Mm -hmm. But then, I mean, this is Weird Al we're talking about. (laughs) No, you're going to parody of it where he's like drinking and 
banging Madonna and all this other stuff. But, but they were upfront about that. They it even I forgot what the subtitle was, but they let you know this is not an hundred percent accurate biopic. Ow, the true accurate story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tetris movie's was, kind of being the tra- based on the trailer and so far, it's kind of being pitched as a true story. It's like you'll never believe. I think, you know, as long as, you know, I think you go into it with, with you know, an open mind. Yeah. It's not like Dragon the Bruce Lee story where, you know, he he breaks his back and then mm-hmm. he writes the book and then the book is published as he's alive. It never yeah. came out when he was alive. And then yeah, he's and- getting into a fight on the set of the big boss and the guy goes, I read your moves. I know all your tricks. <laughs> like, sure. They wanted yeah. it like he... He was defending himself because he wanted to teach outsiders kung fu. And when he actually just hurt himself doing an exercise that was stupid and he shouldn't have been doing. Mm-hmm. And again, we're, we're just going on trailers. And full disclaimer, trailers, they can, they can be accurate. They can be mm-hmm. way off. They could be awful. I mean, we're not rating the movie based on the trailers. We're just saying, "Oh God!" Like, yeah, like Ghostbusters twenty sixteen all over again. Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> yeah, no. I, I simply posted no thank you to that one trailer, and oh my God, it went absolutely wild. No thank you. Yep, and if you want, you can go back in our logs and listen to we talked about Ghostbusters twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. how I enjoyed it, and Nick did not enjoy it. But again, we're just talking about the how the trailers are making or kind of purveying or making the movies that our impression from the trailers. We have not, I, we definitely have not made up our minds about these movies because we haven't seen them. But I will tell you what I absolutely loathe and despise about the Tetris trailer is that it's an Apple TV plus exclusive. Mm -hmm. So I got to get another subscription to watch an hour and a half movie, and then we'll quickly say, "Okay, I'm done." Well, have you seen Ted Laszlo? I know that's what everybody's telling me. It's like, <laughs> oh, you should get it for Ted Laszlo. You gotta watch it. It's fantastic. I was like, "Yeah, I've seen like there's cards and stuff like they had Valentine's Day cards." Oh, with I, Ted Laszlo on it. That was cra- that was odd. I I was not. I did not know Ted Laszlo was that popular. I just oh, yeah. I saw I saw the trailer for the first season. It looked quirky. Watched it with my wife, loved it. And it happened to be, it was late. We were late in discovering Ted Laszlo. So we finished season one and two months later, season two dropped. So we watched season two and then we've been waiting forever for season three. And we were getting Apple TV for free through Verizon. Now we don't have it. But when Ted Laszlo comes back, we'll subscribe. And also with this movie. And at least with these subscriptions, you can subscribe for just one month and then cancel. Mm-hmm. So you could get it when the Roger Sharp movie comes just for a month. Watch that and give Ted Laszlo a go. Cancel. Wait to the end of the whenever season three comes out and then just watch it in a binge and cancel. No contracts. Oh. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Those are the two movie trailers. Yep. And this episode has been brought to you by Apple TV. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Where's my check? I wish. So, 
before we started recording, I was just, mm-hmm. we were just thinking about, George was like, oh, I don't know what we're going to talk about. And I'm just like, oh, did you hear <laughs> this video that went on on YouTube? So I know it's been talked about a whole bunch of, this is our, um, this is our take on it because yep. I'm just going to say it right out loud that I really, you know, we, when we first started doing like really hardcore into arcade hunters and stuff like that and started going around and, you know, meeting all these folks and stuff like that, uh, I'd have to say there was really a subsection of people that just like kind of soured on me mm-hmm. with a lot of the stuff that was going on. And I'm not going to name names, but, um, you know, most of the people were very friendly to us, but some other people, there's literally one person I do not want to say his name. I don't want to bring it up because, you know, I'll, I'll talk to Gerard who I'm talking about, but I'll leave it at, at your guess of uh, who I don't want to talk about. I think I know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, we got to talk about um, the the thing that gone around on the internet. So Carl Jost is a YouTuber. He's got over 800,000 subscribers. And what the man does is he does videos about arcade games and video just basically video game records and stuff like that so speed runners because the guy's a speed runner so he obviously got a whole thing about our good friend mr billy mitchell mm-hmm. i shouldn't say our good friend correct that i don't know <laughs> <clears throat> oh no well so this is where i'm going to jump in because this is this is where it gets odd because we've always been kind of in the middle with even with king of kong um King of Kong, the Fistful of Quarters, when that documentary came out, we were always in between both camps because one camp was blowing it out of proportion and mm-hmm. one, and the other camp was editing it so it so certain things looked really bad. And then we've just kind of stayed in that middle middle line. We haven't jumped on either side, but there's it's the it's tough because more and more facts and information keeps coming out and keeps coming mm-hmm. up. And there's been a long, I mean, it's crazy. It's been years and years, decades. I mean, yeah. I remember I have the perfect fraud man movie. Oh yeah. But I can't believe I forgot his name. He used to be Me too. In- I forgot him. I just remember he had, he was Canadian and he's got a lot of hair. Yep. <laughs> And he was a high score goer. Sorry, and, if, and if you're if you're listening to this, oh I apologize God. if that's all I remember about you. <laughs> it's like he was a nice guy to us. I mean, he used to go to all the all the tournaments and stuff and, like that. Up, and up yep, and he used and he used to be he was best friends with Billy Mitchell for a, for mm-hmm. a while, and then they they had a falling out. And his whole thing is his documentary that was going to take over the world was the Perfect Fraud Man. And was like supposed to be a rebuttal to King of Kong and him disproving Billy Mitchell's Pac-Man score and everything. Mm-hmm. And it is like four or five hours long. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I, I've, it, it, I've, it's not like it's like all meat and no sizzle at all. It's just like ugh. This like yeah. Like and give I, me give me the gist of it. Give me the gist of it. Come on, dude. Not for four hours. So. Yep. Oh, I'm just going to jump. Much, to, oh yeah. So that was, I just looked up. So that was 20 years ago. It is on. Oh my God. It is on IMDb. And I'm pretty sure you can watch it on YouTube for free. Probably. And I want to find Dwayne. 
Dwayne Richard. That's yes, Dwayne. Sorry, sorry, Dwayne. Sorry, Dwayne. (laughs) But yeah, so this has been going on forever, and like like um, Nick said, all no sizzle. Basically, that's it. Could have been he was talking about doing a cut down, edited version, and yeah. (laughs) I remember like he you bought it from Dwayne. He brought he bought like it. He had it like literally out of the trunk of his car yep. that he rented. And we went to put it on in the hotel room. And I'm like, dude, how long is this? And it said four hours. I was like, yeah, I'm not watching this. <laughs> <laughs> not especially when we have to get up early and go to the tournament. Oh, yeah. I was like, no, I'm getting up at nine o'clock. I want to go play play some video games as soon as they open. And no, Thank you. And perfect example of being in both camps. So I bought that. I also bought the a copy of the high score run that Steve Weeby did. Mm-hmm. And we have, and, and we have had some video, I believe, aren't you in a video? You're at least in a picture with Billy Mitchell. When yeah. You, I'm when in, um, I'm in the pitch. I'm in the picture with Billy in um, King of Arcades. All right. You said, yeah. I still have to watch that. I didn't. Yep, you're, yep me, you're one day that. I'm just gonna go on. I'm just gonna go on Amazon and just rent every goddamn <laughs> movie and just sit down and watch it. It's like, oh, I didn't know I was in there. I was like, that's like I sat down and I watched Bump in the Night and they're like, oh, there's my footage that I was not asked for. I would have <laughs> given you permission, absolutely, but hey, you didn't ask me for it. But still, kind of cheesed off with that. But so, so the- should we go to the? Let's go to the beginning for everybody that doesn't know what's happening. So. You know, Billy Mitchell. Oh, had so I'll his- do a quick, I'll do a quick recap. So Billy Mitchell got the was, had played the perfect Pac-Man game, and there's been some debates about it. He also mm-hmm. set a record for Donkey Kong, and that's in the movie King of Kong. And there's been debates about it, and his score has, at for years, has not been number one. Um, is it Hank Chen? No, Hank is not even. Uh, number no, one anymore. Hank beat but, him out, though. Yep, he beat him out, and then other people have beaten out the beaten out the score and everything. So it's been Robbie Lakeman is uh, number yep. one. So there's been some back and forth, but then there's been some new stuff that's kind of bubbled mm-hmm. up to the surface. Let me see. And, I, I'm pretty sure. Let me see. I didn't know. I thought we had the oh Donkey Kong blog. That's that's the one. Is that? Oh, John McCurdy has the world record. He got it on. He got it in two thousand and one. Wow, one point two seven two seven hundred million. Wow, he only beat Robbie Lakeman by six hundred points. My God, absolutely awesome. And, and so we got. And so that's one of the things apparently supposedly Billy Mitchell used to do. So you know how he only beat him by 600 points? He would play a game, supposedly record it, that just beat the next score and would send the video into Twin Galaxies. And if the score was higher, he'd have another tape to send. He never, it was almost like he never put his highest possible. He just would try to beat, just beat out the last person and always had like a tape ready to send in to knock him down, supposedly. I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's funny. I'm looking at the top 20. Now, mm-hmm. it says the top 20 was, um, it said the leaderboard, this on Donkey Kong blog, uh, was last updated in 2001. All of our Steve Witchy, Steve, uh, Steve, Steve Weeby, Billy Mitchell, and Hank Chen 
are no longer in the top 20. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Hank Chen's top 10. Mm-hmm. He's literally number 10. But everybody, Steve and Billy are no even, that's even if he was still, you know, still there, but he's not. Crazy. And so, uh, is it Jobst? J-O-B-S-T? Uh, Carl Jobst. Jobst. Yeah, Jobst. Mm-hmm. So he started asking of asking about asking me about Carl Jobs and I'm like the name sounds familiar and then you mentioned about disproving the Donkey Kong score I'm like that's where I know the name from mm-hmm. and you just sent me a picture asking what is wrong with well, this we, pic we, well no 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 we got to go back because here's what happens okay. so people had been complaining about the video that that Billy Mitchell puts to put towards as the world record. Mm-hmm. So people literally watch this thing like forensic evidence and people have deduced that he did not play on actual hardware. They, this person actually, a couple of people, they actually slowed the video footage down for when you, when you start a new stage in Donkey Kong, you know, it says how high can you get? Mm-hmm. And when, the game draws the all the girders and stuff like that, and then the ladders. So they showed a side. They showed it a three-way video. They showed this is what Billy's video is, and then they showed this is what it's like on arcade hardware, and this is what it is in emulation, mm-hmm. and it matched the emulation. So Billy Mitchell has publicly denied over and over again he has not played on Mame. Has never played on MAME, will never play on MAME, doesn't understand even how to get it running on his computer. He's only played on legitimate arcade hardware. That's Billy's um, defense. Mm-hmm. So, even with that defense, they have still struck all of his records off of Twin Galaxies. All of the records that he ever got. Same with um, a couple of other people. There was a whole mass banning of people on Twin Galaxies when it, it took over um, the new the new regime change. I forget the uh, the gentleman's name. He's that uh, one guy that has those uh, those videos on YouTube. I know he bought it out. Mm-hmm. So now you can get into... Carl Jost has been going back and forth with Billy Mitchell. There's been lawsuits and stuff like that. And this is a big thing why I've been afraid to talk about it because... A lot of parties get very litigious, and I'm just trying to report what we see. Mm-hmm. So three weeks ago, Carl Jost posted a video, and it's just very simply titled, Billy is Screwed. Billy is Destroyed by Evidence. So supposedly, the one record that he got after the King of Kong score was at a some kind of like a trade show, like a Florida associate trade show. And they have photos of Billy and the Donkey Kong machine. And now, Gerard, you can get into it. I yep. apologize. Yeah, so no, no apologies. So Nick sends me the picture from the video, a screenshot, and says, can you tell me what's wrong with this picture? And then he starts going, and I'll send another one that highlights it better. And before that other one came in, I'm like, that's the wrong type of joystick. That's not a Nintendo mm-hmm. joystick. That's not a Donkey Kong joystick. That looks like a Sanwa, uh, 
which we'll call it eight way, almost like the bat tops, not Sanwa. I forgot the company made the bat it tops. It is Sanwa. Oh, it's Sanwa. So they made bat mm-hmm. tops, but then they also made, it's almost like the bat top, but with the ball on the end. Yes. And it's funny seeing that joystick because it sticks out like a sore thumb. And there's multiple, there's two photos of him and you can see the joystick. Like he's shaking hands with, um, with Todd Rogers or mm-hmm. Todd Todgers. <laughs> I'll, I'll explain that to you later after, after we're done recording. But yeah, you can see it's not an original joystick on that Donkey Kong. So let's say even if you did play the game on legitimate, um, on a legitimate board, that's not the right joystick, and that is technically mm-hmm. a. It's not. It's not valid. It's the wrong no. joystick. It's. And I remember it was funny. I remember when we went to the Kongloff about how yep. they were given some of the. There was a few few of the guys that brought their control panels from home because I remember talking to Richie and I said, hey, "Why does this one don't have a?" Now he said, "Hey Richie, how come the." I said, like, how come this one don't? This one don't. don't. <laughs> how come this Jesus one don't Christ, have no? Why, how come? Uh, how, how, why? Why do I, I sounds like I's, I'm from the Bronx? And how you's doing over there? <laughs> hey Richie. So I said, hey, hey, hey Richie. I said, hey, how come this game ain't got no control panel on it? And he says, oh no. It said, uh, what's his face is gonna? A couple of guys want to bring their um, control panels from home. Because that's what they're used to playing on, and they don't want to play on a different joystick. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I know Han- I think Hank did that. Because all you have to do is just take off a couple of coffin hinges and put it back on there, and boom, you got yeah. your control panel. So they wanted to play on the ones they were used to. I was like, okay. But now here's where it gets wrong. So if some of you folks out there that pretty much don't understand what the heck we are <laughs> going on about, it's because... The um, the thing is playing on a on on that type of stick with an eight way gate will pretty much just basically change Donkey Kong in general. And Gerard can talk about because of his Pac Man Pixel Bash how it is playing games that were meant for an a four way stick with an eight way gate totally changes it you know so the pac-man pixel bash has a four-way it's a four-way joystick Mm -hmm. and there's a small handful of eight-way joystick games on it and when you try to play like an eight-way joystick game for example dragon spirit you can't fly in diagonals it's only up Mm -hmm. down left right xavius is that how you say it or is it xavius i'm xavius xavius ZV. It's only up, down, left, right. No diagonals. And that makes games Mm -hmm. like that almost impossible to play because there's four directions you can't move it. And now this is where I want to know a little more, find out a little more information about this video from you because if you've ever tried playing a classic game like Pac-Man with an eight-way joystick instead of the four-way, there's almost like dead zones. So if you try playing like sometimes Pac-Man on a main machine, if you don't hit the exact up, down, left, right, Pac-Man doesn't turn. Mm-hmm. Think of, have you played um, any like um, World's Bit Largest Pac-Man? 
oh yeah, we had a problem with that all the time. And that and that's good. Hit. Yep. I would have to tell people. They would say, I, I had a guy come up to me when I was working at Dave and Buster's, and he said, this guy knew me. He would come in with his with his kids all the time, and he said, hey Nick, um, just wanted to let you know. Um, I was trying to play the Pac-Man game that you guys got. I said, oh, the world's largest. I said, what do you think about it? He goes, I don't know. It just feels weird. I said, well, how so? He said, it, the joystick doesn't feel right. It just it it just feels like like I'm moving and he's not doing anything. And I said, hold on. I said, I'll check it out for you. So I found out that's what he exactly he was talking about. He was hitting a diagonal, and Pac-Man would just kind of sit there and not register what he was supposed to be doing. I think now there is a maybe they've updated it because it doesn't mm -hmm. do that anymore. Because I played, um, I played it at a family fun center um, down here in Florida, and I was it had a credit on it, and so I was like, oh god, I I can't wait to play this. It's terrible. And then I ended up playing it, and I did very good. So maybe that's something that they patched out of it. But if that, you go and you play that on like either original hardware or on main, it's just like what Gerard said. You get just a dead zone on it. Now I've tried playing. Donkey Kong on I'm trying to think I think it was with um what the heck was it on it was on some uh, it was on console it was the arc might have been on switch the arcade port on the switch with mm -hmm. uh, my joint with my um hap joystick my Hori pro arcade pro joystick and it almost gets harder because if you don't hit directly up jump man does not climb the ladder but yep. now that's not actual hardware. So when you're talking about the joystick, you're saying you told me a bit, you dropped a big bomb on me saying what that joystick allows you to do in Donkey Kong, making it easier. My, mm -hmm. in my um, personal experience playing Donkey Kong with an eight way joystick is that the game's harder, but I can't wait until this is over because I'm going to hook up my joystick and see if what you said is true, which Definitely want to share it now. So supposedly, this is what happens, is that if you play an original Donkey Kong on an eight-way gate, that what happens in the game is you, when you're playing as Jumpman, we're, we're going to call him Jumpman. That's mm -hmm. another thing. We we didn't talk about the Mario trailer. We got to, we got to. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. We'll, we'll edit that and we'll put it in the back. Okay. So the. What happens to Jumpman is that supposedly the barrels, not supposedly, what happens in the game is the barrels react to the direction that you are running. So basically what you can do when you are on the ladder, you can climb diagonally left or diagonally up, up left or diagonally up right. So you can be on the ladders and still control what the barrels do. So right there, that is, that's like definitely why you would def ban somebody for doing that. And supposedly these, these photos have just surfaced, even though mm -hmm. this event took place like, you know, like you said, like a, like a decade or two ago. Oh, the so, event took place that long ago? Yeah, this decades, this is like <laughs> been over a decade long. Oh, I'm out of loop. I thought, I thought this was no, recent. I haven't watched no, the video. No, 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 this I... isn't recent. <laughs> 
Yeah, the problem the problem is uh, I literally just showed this to Gerard <laughs> and uh, no, big ups to Carl because he's been doing all this all this news and stuff like that. But um, if we wanted to record this and have it out in a timely fashion, the video is like uh, 13 minutes long. It's very worth well worth checking out. And he does, like I said, he does other stuff about other players and stuff like that. But yeah, that's pretty much uh, pretty much the gist of that. Well, definitely, I'm definitely going to go back and watch the video. I remember mm -hmm. reading about it. I never bothered watching the video because this back and forth with high scores and Donkey Kong and Billy Mitchell and Pac-Man and everything's been going on for so long. It's almost like yeah. too much. It's 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 almost like the you know, it's like Bill Cosby syndrome. I know. Something comes out it's about Bill Cosby. It's like he's the Family Man. That couldn't have happened. That can't be real. A second time comes up. It's like. Okay, maybe they're three, four, five, six. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> he definitely, mm -hmm. it's like, there's no way this is just uh, someone trying to get some fame and money. This, this is serious now, and he needs to do serious jail time, referring to Bill Cosby. Now, yeah, yeah. what Billy Mitchell's doing is nowhere near on the same level. And I'm not saying that, oh, God, but no. it's like, how many times does this keep coming up and coming up and more stuff? And it's like, there's got to be something there. It's like, just come clean. And when you try to take litigation against people, other people, that doesn't look good on your part. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm looking, I, I look at the picture. I don't want to drag, obviously I don't want to drag Todd Rogers through the mud, but if you're going to do a high score attempt, you got to do it with people around you that are not your friend mm -hmm. or friends. You can't, I mean, can't just keep showing up with the same crew and being like, here we go. I did it. And they watched mm -hmm. it. It's like, really? That's like, the, that's the same four people yeah. <laughs> that said, yeah, oh yeah, he, he's legit. He did it. Meanwhile, you have the hardcore dedicated people that before Twin Galaxies, Twin Galaxies sold, they quit. What, what is it? Yeah. Um, Robert Merchek? Yeah, Merchek. Merchek, yeah. After all that fiasco with King of Kong and everything and other stuff, he quit. It wasn't because he felt like he was portrayed negatively. It was just if that's what that group is going to be doing, he doesn't mm -hmm. want to be a part of it. And this was a guy who dedicated like insane hours. He never slept. He would go home to his apartment in the city in New York. I say the city in New York City and watch high score attempt VHS tapes to make sure that they were accurate and legit and he was doing that for like, I think it was like six hours a day, every day, something, or yeah. eight hours a day, every day, something really crazy or even more. Mm -hmm. It's just that the whole thing just got so toxic and I was just glad that we just cut everything off of it. It was just, everybody wanted to be just like, oh, I want this, I want this. I was just like, I can't take this anymore. I'm done. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's also very coincidental that our reviews and posts about King of Kong and stuff related to King of Kong were magically taken off of our blogger, were taken down yeah. around the same time as this video hits 3 million people. It's like there's yeah. too many coincidences, coincidences mm -hmm. going on. Too many quinky dinks. So I think we should take another break and end it with something positive. Because, like I said, I don't like all this negative stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just funny that, you know, 
we've we've got like the photographic evidence and I I don't think that he has released any um any comment about it. I'm very surprised mm-hmm. that something has not happened, but uh we'll wait and see what whatever happens after this, but it's going to be very interesting to see uh what the response is going to be for that, you know. Yeah, I'm curious yeah, exactly. Curious to see his response here or Matt see if mm-hmm. Maybe I mean there have been times when he's been called out and he's proven himself, and there's times when he's been called mm-hmm. out and he has not been able to prove himself. And just kind of see where it goes. And like you said, I mean, we sat, we like we said, we sat behind the guy at Richie Knuckles. We watched him play. It's like, yeah, he can play Donkey Kong. He knows how to play the games. Well, I was not there. You were. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. So sorry. <laughs> yeah. I keep forgetting I went with Craig. I thought I went with you, you and Craig, but no, I guess it was just Craig. Went there a bunch of times for other tournaments and stuff, but not the Kong. Yeah, that was the one that you missed. You had to miss the Kong off. It was that. Yeah, one. I know. Like we just went like on a random Friday just because like we saw he had uh, baby Pac Man. It's like, like, Gerard, there's a guy in 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 New Jersey and he's got a baby Pac Man. He's advertising it. Let's go. <laughs> That's how bad it was before we had the internet and you could look up everything and you know internet pinball database and all mm-hmm. these ones where you can just list how many games you have so i was like oh this guy look at all the games this guy's got we gotta go check it out that was back that was back when it was a lot of word of mouth and we wanted to do a almost like a travel guide book of all the of all the arcades mm-hmm. in like the northeast east coast area yeah and they'd probably most of them would all be closed now oh yeah <laughs> with new like ones over you can still Three you could still visit, or some that just moved in different locations. So let's take a quick break, and we will be right back. And we're going to talk about the um, well, multiple trailers for Super Mario Brothers. But I also wanted to talk about the Super Bowl one. So we'll be right back. Have we got a super deal for you? Super Mario All Stars is free. Just $3.50 for postage and handling, and we're talking games, games, games! Mario's three greatest hits, plus the lost levels, all on one 16-bit game pack. These are enhanced Super NES versions of the all-time greats, plus the lost levels. Just purchase a Super NES Super Set or Super NES Control Set. Send us some info, and we'll send you your free Super Mario All-Stars game pack. Then let the games begin! And we're back... And we are going to talk about a trailer we almost forgot about, the Super Mario Brothers movie, but a legit animated movie that looks to at least be similar to the source material. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Monkey. And and I've only seen a couple trailers I did I did like the um there's a couple call outs so like um who is it the voice actress who did um the princess in the Super Mario Bros Super Show I believe does a voice for one of the minor characters that's like an easter it's egg the brand, it's well it's the brand new trailer that came out for the Super Bowl that mm-hmm. is basically did you get to watch the trailer for the Super from the Super Bowl I must have missed it I watched well, the Super Bowl I don't know how I missed right. it uh it's it's only 30 seconds long, so hold on. Oh, where, Must- where is it? Here we go. Illumination, 3.3 3 million. Okay, Gerard, get ready. Here it comes. Yeah. 
I can't believe we're talking about this and you didn't watch it. We watched the other. You watched the other things. Was yes. Tra- you watched the other trailer. Okay, here it is. Play. Oh, the plumbing one. I heard about it. Thank you, Super Mario Bros. It seems like the only thing you haven't drained is my bank account. Live reactions now from For super service, call or text Super Mario Bros. Plumbing today at 929-55-MARIO. Or reach us on the World Wide Web at smbplumbing.com. Yeah, the woman that says the only thing you haven't drained is my is my bank account. Yep. That is that is the voice of Princess Toadstool from yep. Mario Super Show. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for saying Mario like we say being Oh my god, I've, yeah, yeah, I've I'm so it's... sick of the discourse around that man. Holy crap. <laughs> Mario, Galaga, Xavius. That's how that's Galaga. how we pre- I, I, that's Galana. how we pronounced them growing up in New York. Mm-hmm. Yep. Galaxian. Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden. But what's really cool is you call the phone number. And here's the thing. I looked up the phone number. It is a New York area code, 929. Mm-hmm. It's a New York area code. And yep. people are like, oh, what what year does it, was it take place? I said, okay, um, it takes place in like any time. It would be now or 2010 because that's when the 929 area code came out. It would be mm-hmm. either be uh it would be two on two, but um, you basically get uh, Charlie Day as Luigi. Yeah, call them like, hey, uh, we're currently out on a call, so send <laughs> us a text message. We can fix anything. We can fix a high rise. But then he goes mansion like that. <laughs> we all know it's gonna have definitely yep. Luigi's mansion stuff yep. in there. So I- I'm looking forward to it. It looks like they ha- they're having some fun with it. The the movie was in development hell for yes. forever, and it was talked about forever and where it, where it's going and what direction and what it was going to be, much much like a lot of licensed property movies. But mm-hmm. the trailer, I liked the way it looks. It does. It looks more. It's funny the look and style. It it's very similar to the Super Nintendo world. That's. Mm-hmm. In um, Universal Studios, but I, but again, if you play any of the more newer Mario games, I mean, you have King Koopa in what you call it, Sunshine in a jacuzzi hot tub. You have King mm-hmm. Koopa in um, what was it in Mario Odyssey with the hat and jacket and everything. So he does it is sticking kind of true to that. Oh yeah. Looks like I really the... liked um I really like um Jack Black doing the voice of King Koopa. He yes. sounds like he's having fun. Yep. And that's the thing. It sounds like everyone is having fun. They picked the voice this cast seems awesome. That commercial, I knew they did a commercial connecting it to the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. I didn't know they had the whole theme song in the commercial. Nope. <laughs> and that in that trailer commercial whatever. That's awesome. And I did know about the voice. If you go to their website, it looks very, very cheesy. And mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of um, Easter eggs in it because I didn't know. Now, here's the thing. They're they're taking, like, everything that Mario was ever in because Pauline is in the background of one of the photos. And she's as the mayor of, of, of the city. She mm-hmm. has the same outfit on that she has in uh, Super Mario Galaxy. 
Galaxy. So there's definitely going to be. I'm sorry, Odyssey. Yeah. So there's some there's Mario Odyssey, and then there's um you know of course Donkey Kong's and it is Seth Rogen, and they make um Super Mario 3D World is referenced because he has the cat suit. Yep. But what I thought was cool, and they said it in I forget who's playing him in the in the movie, but the foreman Spike from Wrecking mm-hmm. Crew yep. is is in it. So I don't know maybe they maybe they're gonna say they worked as construction workers and they could say they worked as carpenters and construction workers. Yep. They're so there's a, they're pulling from all the source material and it it just seems like that the writers had a blast with it or they're people that re- are really into Super Mario Brothers mm-hmm. or they just did their homework. So oh, yeah. fingers crossed that's going to be good. I did grab some of the Happy Meal toys, which McDonald's is weird. It was like December. That was the Happy Meal toy for I think it was like December. Yeah, and I don't like- know why <laughs> that people are going on like, oh, my God, the, 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 the Mario toys are out. And I was like, why? I said it doesn't come out until till like, like the summertime. I said, why is it? Yeah, it's like I think it's an April release. And it's like, so why are we doing this toy? <laughs> I don't know. That's that's just that's McDonald's. Yeah, but it's listed that um yeah, Foreman Spike is in the movie. <laughs> He's in the game. <laughs> He's in there with uh Keegan Michael Key as uh Toad and mm-hmm. Seth Rogan, Fred Ormiston. Anna Taylor Joy, who was in uh, the menu and um, Queen's Gambit, yep. Princess Peach. The only thing that uh, really is is uh, making it kind of like eh for me mm-hmm. is Chris Pratt as Mario because that Wahoo! I was like, come on, man! I was like, you didn't have. We've been having how long has um, Charles Martinet been the voice? Yeah, and it's just that infectious. Just he is like the most happy-go-lucky person that every interview, he's got the biggest smile on his face, and then he just goes, wahoo! Like, that. come <laughs> on. Hopefully that was just, like, the trailer, so in the movie mm-hmm. it'll probably be you gotta zazz it up a bit. Give it a little, get a little razzmatazz there, Chris. A little, little razzle-dazzle. Oh, yeah. Gotta give the razzle-dazzle. Get it on there. Very nice. So... April 7th, it's coming out. So, right before yep. my birthday. And right, right on my birthday. Easter. Oh, yeah. We got friggin' uh, Easter over here. So, I had to pick some time to uh, go to the theater for that. Hopefully, uh, I'll go during the week when the kids are in school. Screw that crap. I'm not going during. <laughs> really? You don't want to do like I did in college when I went and saw, um, was it Brother Bear? <laughs> oh, man. Remember when we saw, um, I tell people all the time, <laughs> I tell. One of the absolute worst movie-going experiences of my life was Gerard and I went to go see the movie Up. And I tell people this all the time because there was a there was a woman that I saw at work and she had the little lounge fly bag from mm-hmm. Disney World of Up. And I said, man, I said, that, I said, I love that movie, but that was one of the worst experiences <laughs> going to see a movie in my life. And she's like, why? I said, well, you know, I said, you know, the beginning where they're, emphasizing that you know they're not able to have children and i went oh god she's gonna die that's why he's like this sad repressed old man Mm -hmm. you know why he doesn't want to be around anybody and i said it's going this part and wasn't it literally as 
they go into the doctor and get the get their like you know they're pantomiming like he's going mm-hmm. to the doctor with her, and this woman in front of us goes, "Is this gonna be a silent picture like that?" <laughs> and I just wanted to get up and punch her in the back of the head and just like like I am because that's how Disney does it. You know they get you. They're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna make you well up with tears like oh god you can feel it in the back of your throat well and then let, Dis- that, that that's pixar and now kind of disney now don't forget we saw the what was it was it the robinson meet the robinson's and home on the range we saw meet the robinson home, was it home, what was it home on the range or home out on the, of range. the range yeah um, home on the range because yeah. rod's like i can't believe this is gonna be disney's last 2d movie as like, mm-hmm. is like I haven't heard that good reviews of it. It's like, hey, let's go anyway. We can say we saw it in the theater. I was like, oh my god, this was terrible. <laughs> Who wants to see Roseanne as a talking cow? Thank you so much. Really oh, a meet, stretch for. Meet the Robinsons was bad because it had that at the end that infamous Walt Disney quote on a quote on the statue. I forgot the quote. One of Walt Disney's most famous. If you quotes. dream it, uh, yeah. No. Um, that if you dream it, you can build it. Uh, just keep moving forward. Yeah, yep. And you're like bullshit <laughs> in the theater because the movie was so bad. It was a step backwards in animation. I, I remember we're we're driving <laughs> we're driving back. We were going to go get something to eat, and I said, "You know what, Gerard?" And he's like, "What?" I said, "I forgot literally every character's name in that movie <laughs> except except the one guy because his name was Goober or Gooby." Mm-hmm. And he was the bowler hat guy. Yep, the villain. Like, literally, that like I don't remember the kid's name. I don't remember the main kid's name. It was something Robinson. That's all I remember. <laughs> and that was that was wasn't that um, Michael Eisner? We don't need Pixar. We can do our own three D animated movies. It's not the, probably. I think it's not the stories. It's kids just like the three D, the look of the three D animation. Yeah, and that's why I was closing the two D animation department because only three D animation makes money. And that was when what's his face came into the company and did the deal with Pixar and bought Pixar for the what they were worth. Yeah, I was like, oh my <laughs> god, this is so bad. I was sitting there like, we were sitting. There, I can't believe like. They did this, but then Up was fantastic. I mean, yeah. I, everybody loves Up, but that lady, I just wanted to beat her to death in front of her own children. <laughs> it's like it's called. I was just like, it's called establishing mood. <laughs> Forget, just shut your mouth. Hope she didn't go and see Wally in the theater. Oh my god, she would have. <laughs> she would have freaking hung herself. But one of the, I'll, I'll say, I remember we went to go see Shark Tale. And I remember just instantly just mm-hmm. disliking it as soon as I was in that and robots. Yeah. People are like, oh, robots is fantastic. Oh, Robin Williams is so funny. It's like, no, he was trying way too goddamn hard to save yep. that stupid piece of shit movie. But I remember we were watching um, we were watching Shark Tale and he said about how he's got to go to the he's got to go to his job at the whale wash. And I literally had it in my head. <laughs> I thought it, and then it happened. I said, "If they play working at the car wash," and literally as soon as it, I, it went through my mind, working at the car wash, 
working at the car. I just went, ugh, like yeah. that. And I remember you turned and looked at me. <laughs> what? What are we watching? And we we thought we were hoping that, and then we were hoping that, you know, I Jack thought it was going to be more Jack Black. I thought it was yeah. going to be the shark. No, it was all Will Smith. It was Will Smith all over the place. Even someone else that I read on Twitter said he acted more black in that movie than he did in the entire, mm-hmm. like, seven seasons of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It was so, and that was when we realized uh, DreamWorks movies, animated movies, we're not going to see them because all they do is they just get big name voice actors to throw it on the poster to get you to sit down and watch and that's it. Oh, yeah. After the first Shrek was good, after that, it was just a shit show. And all their, almost all their 3D animated movies were like that. Uh, Shrek 1 and 2 still have like a soft spot in my heart. Um, Everybody, it's funny because everybody says, don't bother with Shrek the third, just watch the fourth one. Mm -hmm. And it was one day I was at home and I noticed that they had the Shrek movies on Netflix. They have everyone but the third one. <laughs> it's, it goes one, two, four, like that. And I put the fourth one on, and it wasn't bad. It was okay. I still would like to see what it was going to be with Chris Farley in it, but yeah, we're turning into the movie hunters and not the yep. arcade hunters now. So sorry about that. So, folks, that that is it for us for this episode of the Arcade Hunters podcast. As always, find us on all your favorite social media sites. Like and subscribe. Give us, uh, give us the reviews. Honest, honest reviews. I don't. Care. I'm gonna say, give us five stars. No, actually, yeah. give us a review. And yep, Gerard, do you have anything you'd like to add? Yep. Check. Um. So my plan is at least once a week, I'll be live streaming some games on the Pixel Bash Chill as I try to beat my own high scores. They're not pro videos. It's just me trying to get better and beat my high scores and I mentioned that while I do the recording I finished I did two videos they're up I finished kind of shotgun blasting just initial scores now I'll post on Twitter and stuff when I'm going to do it next it's usually Thursday afternoons and what game or games I'll be playing to try to improve my score and just check it out very nice all right folks thank you so much for checking out this uh brand new podcast and we'll talk to you guys all and gals all next time thank you very much see ya